Hey everyone, I'm back. Hello, you're listening to Four Micronations by Micronations, and this is Angela. I am your Micronesian American sister, daughter, auntie, host, creator of the podcast. I'm here today, every day, I've been mostly just reading from this book that I have called Some Things of Value, Micronesians Custom, Micronesian Customs as Seen by Micronesians. My boyfriend bought me this book as a gift. He got it off Amazon. It's, it's just one of the greatest books ever. Um, it talks a lot about like different mar- um, Micronesians and traditions, legends, stories, all sorts of things. And students or former students from the co- um, Community College of Micronesia in Saipan in the 1970s wrote this. Today I'm going to be reading something that is The Problems of Farming in the Marshalls. So this is specifically about the Marshall Islands. And um, yeah, listen. Fish is the most important and accessible food in the Marshall Islands. However, foods grown on land are part of the diet. These are affected by the small land area of the atolls, quality of the soil, varying rainfall, and winds and typhoons. The most popular foods grown are breadfruit, bananas, papaya, pandanas, and coconut trees grow on many atolls. Only a few other foods such as sweet potatoes and pumpkins grow on some islets. Canned foods and rice, of course, are imported. The most common meats are pork and chicken. There is twice the amount of rainfall in the southern part of the Marshall Islands as in the north. Even on individual atolls, however, it varies from year to year and this affects the size of the crops. Drought has always been a problem for the people of the Marshalls, especially in the north. A number of modern farming methods have been tried in the past with little success, and the people still practice traditional ways. Farming is not communal and is done by individuals on their own plots of land. Since farms are small, a family can usually take care of growing food on their land without additional help. Farming is done by both men and women, and the family that cultivates the crop owns it. Trading of produce takes place within the marshals. From December to April is the period of the strongest winds and the heaviest rainfall, and this wind is used as motors for commute for our canoes. Plants have purposes other than to provide food. The coconut tree is used to provide materials for building our houses, and the trunk of the breadfruit tree is used to make hulls for the canoes. Plants are also used to make local medicines, and leaves are used to wrap food before it is cooked. They're also used as plates. Since farming cannot provide much income in the Marshall Islands, fishing is far more important. The biggest sources of income, however, are from government employment and working for the Americans on Kwajalein. That's a little bit about farming in the Marshall Islands. So yes, my sister does not identify as a farmer. She identifies her husband as a farmer who also identifies as a farmer. She calls herself a farmhand. So I'm going to tell her, according to this, we may not be Marshallese, but farming... Women in farming, absolutely not only acceptable, but amazing. So yeah, <laughs> um, I assume you're listening in every day. I am putting out an episode every single day for the month of May. It is in honor of Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. If you've been listening for a while, I started this entire podcast in May of 2020, two years ago, when COVID was rampant and I was sheltering in place. I wanted to start the podcast and I did 30 days of interviewing dynamic Micronesians so you could get to know them. So in honor of that, 
as this anniversary is approached, I am doing 30 days or 31 days of episodes for the entire month of May in honor of the month. And I'm just going to be doing all sorts of things Micronesian. And a lot of it's coming from this book because this book is just amazing. It has so much information. It's inspiring. Um, I've been putting lots out on the Instagram page, um, just trying to hopefully tease people a little bit, you know, give them a little fact about Micronesia, but like it's completely relevant to the episodes and hopefully it's linking people here. So if you came here from the Instagram, thank you so much. I, I hope that, you know, the little facts are helpful, but either way, I will be back tomorrow. I hope you're back tomorrow too to listen and I will check you then. You have a great day. Bye. Thank you for tuning into season four of Four Micronations by Micronations, and thank you for listening. Four Micronations by Micronations is an anchor production hosted, produced, and edited by me, Angela Edward. You can learn more about me at AngelaEdward.com and more about the podcast at the Four Micronations by Micronations Instagram page. If you have questions, inquiries, or recommendations for future topics or guests, please DM them into the Instagram page. I do want to recognize that I created this podcast in the home that I have settled in that colonists coined as Jackson, Michigan in the United States. This land is the land that was originally founded by the Potawatomi tribe that lived around what we now know as the Great Lakes. The Potawatomi tribe taught their children about the seven grandfathers' teachings of wisdom, respect, love, honesty, humility, bravery, and truth. And as kindred indigenous people, I want to honor their tribe and the respect for their ancestors by recognizing my gratitude for their space. All of my Micronesian listeners and ally listeners, thank you again for listening and don't forget your self-care. <laughs>